And that's when I decided I'm going to murder my mother. And I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, I will kill you. No wasting time this episode. We need to hop into this. We got a lot of shit to cover, and I don't want to bore you guys with our lives. We want to get straight into someone's interesting life, and that is Jeffrey Dahmer. This is part three now, and final part, finally. I'm just kidding. I could talk about Jeffrey Dahmer for fucking 12 episodes. This dude is crazy. Well, there's a lot to cover for sure, so... There is a lot to cover. So, last episode, um, we told you guys about our Patreon, and guess what? We're going to fucking tell you again on this episode. You can go to patreon.com slash Chronicles, and you can become a patron and give us some of your hard-earned cash, and you can get, uh, with $1 per month, $1 or more per month, you can get early access to episodes. Um, So, like, if we post this one, if we were going to post this one on Friday and you had early access, you would get it Monday. So you'd have it... You know, five days before everybody else, or a week ahead, however we end up doing it. And then if you do $5 or more, you will get early access as well as exclusive episodes. So you can get um, the creepy Reddit episodes, the um, the palate cleanser episodes. We're still going to do a couple of those for people who aren't patrons, but we're probably going to do um, more for, like, exclusive episodes. So go on patreon.com slash Chronicles and become a patron, and you can uh, get the best, get the most out of the show. Yeah, man, um, who likes and to then, wait for shit? Yeah, you want it early. You, you can get if it you, early, get it. We're posting an episode twice a month. So if you have early access, you're essentially getting an episode every week. Five bucks, an episode every week. If you like us that much, I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, yeah. And binge. and with Patreon 2, uh, what were you going to say? Binge. Just binge listen. I mean... Yeah, man, you can just you can listen to all of it at once. That way, you don't gotta wait. You know, we like to do cliffhangers here and there, uh, and you won't have to you know wait for those cliffhangers. That's why it's like Netflix for your ears. Right. Exactly. You, just, you can just binge it. And then also on Patreon, if uh, once we hit a thousand dollars a month from you guys, uh, we will start having one of you. We'll pick one of you randomly, one of you patrons who are, um, even if you're just giving a dollar a month, we'll still you'll still be in the pool. We're going to pick one of you, and we are going to have you on the show with us. So an episode of your choosing, we'll pick someone, we'll tell you what episodes are coming up, and then you can decide, hey, I want to do this one, I don't want to do this one. Whatever you want to do, we'll call you up. You put you on speaker, you'll be on the episode with us, the entire episode. All you got to do is help us get to $1,000 a month. It'll help us out with the show, too. We'll put some money back into the show as well so we can give you guys, you know, some more stuff. Yeah, we want to make this and, shit show better, man. Yeah, we really do. We uh, Thank you to all of you who are listening. Our numbers are going up, which is always a good thing. And also, we are doing a raffle coming up. More details about that will be coming soon. It's going to be a raffle to get a custom skate deck with our Mason Jar logo on it. It's and dope. like I said, we'll have more we'll have more details about that later on. If you want to go look at it, it's on the Instagram at the Mason Jar Chronicles. You can see it there and see what it looks like. And uh, go ahead and give us a follow since you're already on the page. You're there. And, uh, that way you can keep up with what's going on and all that. So that is it for the plugs. We are going to get back into Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer today. So last episode we left off with Jeffrey Dahmer's 11th victim. We left off with him trying to create this zombie lover that would totally be submissive to him, and he fucked it, so he couldn't do it. Well, he literally fucked it, and he fucked it metaphorically, as in he couldn't figure it out. That's true. Um, so we're 
So we're picking back up in 1991, which is also where we left off. And um, by this time, Dahmer has killed 11 people, some of which were in his apartment. So obviously the tenants in the Oxford apartments where he lives were starting to complain about the smell coming from his apartment. Obviously. Uh, right, because dead bodies, from what I hear, do not smell very good. And especially if you're keeping them for days at a time. So they claim they heard sounds of objects falling and even a fucking chainsaw, which is something you definitely don't want to hear when you live in an apartment. Like, my neighbors upstairs can be noisy, but if I heard a fucking chainsaw, that would be a huge issue. What the fuck are you cutting with a chainsaw in an apartment? It's there's no reason for place. it. It's certainly Yeah, there's no reason for wood. it. I can understand dropping a couple things, you know, maybe something fell off a shelf, but a fucking chainsaw? There's no good reason for you to have that in an apartment. It's fucking dangerous, for one. And it's just unnecessary. It's crazy. It's stupid. So, Princewell, the property manager, spoke with Dahmer to which he said the smell coming from his freezer was because it... The smell was coming from his freezer because it broke and the food inside became rotten. The food... His food, which is people. Well, he's still uh, not doing rotten. anything about the, the rotten content of the fridge. It's like, it, yeah, man. Scarf that shit down, you know? It's still an issue that needs to be dealt with regardless of right. what's inside of the fucking fridge. Yeah, he's avoiding the question right now. Um, so a while later, she brought it up again because he did fuck all about it, and he said he had some tropical fish that died, and he was taking care of the matter. Um, why the fuck Jeffrey Dahmer has tropical fish, I do not know. Uh, so we're going to get into his 12th murder now, which is Anthony Hughes. Uh, Tony Hughes, as he's referred to in most of the articles I was reading, but Tony Hughes was a deaf mute that Dahmer lured into his, partner, into his apartment via a written note. Uh, to pose for nude photos because that's his typical ruse. I mean, why fix it if it's not broke, you know? He's right, going to keep right. doing this because it's obviously working for him. So Dahmer met 30-year-old Hughes at a bar, as per usual. Um, he offered him 50 bucks to come back and take photos, to which Hughes wrote back on the note, Sure. It's so while so at Dahmer's easy. apartment... It's so Yeah, like, it's like... It's know, crazy you're kinda, you're easy. You're kind of asking for trouble at that point. Like, what the fuck, dude? But this was before... Well, no, it wasn't before Stranger Danger and all that kind of shit. But, I mean, if I met someone at a bar and they were like, Hey, man, you want to come back to my apartment and take some photos? Oh, fuck no, dude. Get lost. Get out of here. I'm not it going anywhere with you. It sounds fucking weird to me, man. It sounds fucking sketchy. No, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm not... I didn't come here to go home with someone to take photos in their apartment. No. You can buy my fuck drink. That. I mean, I'm not going to say no to a free drink. Yeah, guy or girl, you want to buy me a drink, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, keep I'm not coming to your apartment for 50 bucks. Yeah, no, keep, fuck keep, that. You use that 50 bucks to buy me some more drinks. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some good conversation. We can talk about all kinds of things. Tell you about my podcast. Tell you about my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Amazing Jar Chronicles. Go on there, put that 50 bucks towards the show, get and it. you can get the most out of the show. Exactly. So, wh- so while at Dahmer's apartment, he gave Hughes. Guess, guess what he gave him? What did he give him? He gave him sleeping pills. Oh, my God. Could you have guessed it? No. So, gave him... Yeah. (laughs) You got got Cosby. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon? I think think it's a majority rule. Like, Cosby is no longer on the favorites list. No, he fucking sucks. Yeah. No, he sucks. Just, you know, it's a sore subject, I feel, still, for, you know, maybe the victims. I don't know. Right. I feel like when people say too soon, most of the time it's really not too soon. They just say it. No, it's just part of the joke. It's like an addition yeah. to... It's like a second punchline. Right. Which, in this case, landed magnificently. So he gave Hughes the drink laced with the sleeping pills, and then when Hughes lost consciousness, Dahmer again drilled a hole in his head and poured hydrochloric acid into his skull, which I cannot imagine feels very good. 
to have your skull drilled in for one and two to have hydrochloric acid poured into it that's just insane it's insane it sounds like a terrible time yeah no it's definitely insane to do to someone I guess that's been established by now not bad yeah, I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer has been on the sane meter for uh, quite a while now. Right, right. Uh, incidentally, this killed Hughes, naturally, because pouring stuff into people's skulls it probably is not going to be beneficial for them. And then after he killed him, he just left the body around, laying around for a few days, you know, till he got time to dismember it. Dahmer's got shit to do, man. He's got a job. He works at the chocolate time, factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got things to do, I'll you know? He's got it. shit to do, man. I'll get to it. Fuck it, I'll just put him in the room, you know? He'll be fine in there. Nobody's going to see him. Nobody goes in there but me. It'll, it'll be okay. The smell? Fuck the landlord. I already told about the fish. I'm good to go for at I, least another week or I so. I told you it's rotten food, broken refrigerator. Also dead fish, which are in water. I don't see how those smell, but they're fucking dead. Yeah, that's a that's that's a funny one. Yeah, he didn't really think that one through. Obviously. Um, so we got Dahmer's fuck up number two. This is where he uh, makes a big old becomes a big old bumble butt for the second time. Cool so May twenty sixth, nineteen ninety one, um, a few days after Dahmer's birthday, he met fourteen year old. I cannot fucking say this dude's name for the life of me, Conorak. Synthasum phone. We're going to go with it. That sounds right. That sounds right. Go with it. Uh, they met on Wisconsin Ave, and Dahmer asked Conorak if he would like to pose for some nude photos. Da- typical Dahmer ruse. Uh, Conorak was actually the little brother of a boy Dahmer had molested in 1988. Uh, small, small world there. So Conorak was obviously reluctant to go with Dahmer because he's a 14-year-old kid. I don't know what he's doing out at night. He should be at home reading a book or studying for school or something. He definitely should not be out and about um, meeting Jeffrey Dahmer, which is something no one wants to do. Right. It was a very different time. You're right. Uh, Obviously, he was reluctant to go with him at first, but later he agreed. He posed for two photos in his underwear before Dahmer drugged him. And the next thing Dahmer did was, again, drilled the hole in Conorak's head and poured the acid into his frontal lobe. And then before Conorak lost consciousness, Dahmer led him into the bedroom where Tony Hughes was still in the room. He hadn't dismembered him yet. So he literally is overlapping his kills now. He's out of fucking control. He literally has a dead body in the house and another kid in the house, and he's going to kill this person too. So this is why you can't find time to do anything with the first spot. No, man. you got to take a break, man. you got to take some personal time away from your passion and just, you know. Yeah, don't work so hard. Yeah, man. you gotta you got to take a break every here and every now and then, you know? You're working too hard, Dahmer. Dismember the body, then take someone else. It's just, you know, you don't want to crowd the house up. The apartment's already well, small. One thing at a time, everybody knows that uh, multitasking He's getting ahead of himself. Is, is a myth. If you're multitasking, you're doing everything half-assed, man. Yeah, man, he's getting ahead of himself. Yeah. He hasn't even gotten rid of this when he's already got another one in there, dude. He's too eager. He needs to calm the fuck down. He needs to check. Dismember with. Tony Hughes. Yeah, he needs to check. Make a list. Tony Hughes, dismember, eat. Steal someone else. There you go, dude. There's your list. I just made it for you. There you go. It's like, that simple. It's that easy, man. If a fucking TV dinner can tell you how to make it in four steps, you can figure out how to dismember a body, get rid of it, and steal someone else. I mean, come on. It's easy stuff, man. It's fucking, it's fucking elementary over here. So, like I said, Tony Hughes is still on the fucking floor in the room. Um, and Dahmer even said he thinks Conorak saw the body, but it didn't register in his head because um, getting a fucking hole drilled in your head is going to make you a little loopy. <laughs> right. 
Not only that, but he's fucking it fully ingested with sleeping pills. This kid is in no condition to freak out about a fucking dead body in the room. Dude, yeah, it's like the last stop before death. Yeah, he's like, there's a dead body? Cool, I'm about to fucking be one too. Fuck it. So, when he lost consciousness again, Dahmer's creepy fucking ass laid next to him and had a few more beers and then got up and left and went to a bar to get, and to get some more alcohol. So he went to a bar to drink to get more and to get more beer. And just left a dead body and an unconscious 14-year-old in his fucking apartment. He's extremely confident at this point. ADHD? I don't know what it is, man. I think it's alcoholism is what it is. <laughs> That's the problem right there is fucking being an alcoholic. Yeah. And also being Jeffrey Dahmer is an issue, too. Right. He's super confident at this point. He's like, I'm going to go get something to drink. Fuck these two people. I'm just going to leave them in there. No one's coming in here again, like I said before. But, to Dahmer's surprise, when he returned in the early hours of May 27th, he saw Conrad sitting naked on the curb speaking Laotian to three very distressed women. Because nothing will make you more distressed than seeing a naked Laotian boy sitting on the curb trying to explain to you why he has a hole in the side of his head. So Dahmer, Dahmer walks up and told them Conrad was his friend and tried to take him back to his apartment. And, of course, the women, being um, smarter than... I guess a fucking four-year-old believed that Dahmer was lying and called the police. So two officers showed up, John Balserzak and Joseph Gabrish. And then as soon as the cops showed up, Dahmer became relaxed, which I guess he knew he was going to be able to, I guess, coax his way out of it. He's going to be able to talk his way out of it. So he told the officers that Conorak was his 19-year-old boyfriend and that he had drunk, he had drank too much following a lover's quarrel and that this is just how he acted when he was drunk. Everyone just goes outside naked, sit us on the curb when they're fucking shit-faced, I guess. Dude, I can't believe that shit actually worked. It fucking worked. The three women were pissed. They're losing their shit yelling at these fucking cops. Like, dude, what are you doing? This is crazy. He obviously is in pain. The dude's bleeding from his ass. He struggled when Dahmer tried to take him back to his apartment. Like, everything is just like red flags are popping up fucking everywhere. And literally the officers told her to, quote, butt out and shut the hell up and to not interfere, adding that the incident was, quote, domestic. Now, this is Wisconsin. In 1991, in a bad neighborhood, there are two white police officers and three black women investigating what they believe to be two gay men and a lover's quarrel. They just want to get the fuck out of there. They want nothing to do with any of this. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying they're fucking assholes. They should have investigated further. I'm just trying to explain to you guys what was going through their head. They're fucking pieces of shit. Cops. They shouldn't have a job. I think they actually got suspended. Oh, wow. Um... So these dickhead, worthless cops just covered Conrad with a towel and walked him back up to Dahmer's apartment, back up to the fucking hellhole that he's going to be, he's going to die in. Uh, and then to try and prove his claim that he and Conrad were lovers, Dahmer showed the officers the two photos he took of him in his underwear. And so officer, obviously the officers were like, I don't want to fucking see, get, miss me with that gay shit is probably what they were thinking. Right, right. And then, I don't know, man, like, I was, a, I was a military police officer in the Army, and if I went to someone's home and I smelled a weird smell that smelled like death, I don't think I would just be like, all right, well, you're good to go. Let me get on out of here. I'm going to hit up, you know, I'm going to leave. It's odd for because, a police officer to walk away from that, yes. Yeah, and the officers later reported that they could smell a strange odor of excrement, so of shit inside his apartment and it was coming from the dead body of Tony Hughes. There's literally a dead body like fucking 
20 feet away from this officer, and they're like, well, fuck it. I can smell it, but I'm going to get out of here because these guys are gay. Worthless, dude. Do your fucking job. Dahmer stated that to investigate this, one of the officers simply, quote, peeked his head around the bedroom but didn't really take a good look. There's a fucking dead body on the floor. How do you not see that? How do you not? Just the smell alone should get you in there and be like, let me look around this fucking place real quick. Uh, yeah, no, it's a complete lack of concern for, for these officers just to walk in and then walk back out. Uh, because uh, the environment just sounds atrocious. There's no way you can walk into that place and then be confident that there's no foul play or anything fucked up going on. No, say, completely, okay, nice complete day. dereliction of later. duty. Yeah. Yeah, two gays. I don't want to deal two, with it. Two gays. Two gays. Let me get out of here. There's two gays in here. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's fucking... I don't... It's stupid. It's ridiculous. So... When they left, Dahmer said, quote, I'll take good care of him, talking about Conorak, which I guess he wasn't wrong in Dahmer's twisted mind. I guess he did take care of him pretty well. So loose end. Once, yeah. Once they left, Dahmer again injected more hydrochloric acid into Conorak's brain, and this time it killed him. And the following... Um, it just says it killed him. I don't know if it was instant. I'm sure it was. didn't take very long. I mean, I can't. I mean, Dahmer Dom, has no medical experience. I don't think he's fucking. Right. You know. um, yeah, it can't be painless. I don't know. I don't know anything about hydrochloric acid when it's uh, applied to the either. brain directly. I don't think any sort of acid should be applied to any part of the brain or even the head in any sort of way at all. Good point. So I can't imagine it being, you know, completely painless, like you said, or I don't know, just it's fucked up. So the following day, May 28th, Dahmer had to take a day off, dude. He's got so much shit going on. He ha- he couldn't go to work because he wanted to devote himself to the dismemberment of the bodies of Conorak and Hughes. And after he dismembered them, he kept both of the victims' skull. I don't know if we mentioned this on the previous two episodes, but did we say that about Dahmer's bone altar that he wanted to build? I don't believe so. Dahmer wanted to basically build an altar in his apartment of all the skeletons. He wanted, uh, I think he wanted like seven or nine skulls on it. He had a lamp on it, in the middle of it, and the skulls on the the table or whatever. And then he wanted two full skeletons on the side, and he was just going to buy like this nice leather chair and sit in it and just fucking jerk off all over it. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? A bone altar. That sounds great. Right. Well, uh, let me get into the next few murders. Uh, you've, you've, yeah, yeah, you've, they've been doing a lot of fucking talking. Here. Yeah. Uh, well, the but, viewers, the listeners like me, so. Well, I, I, I don't doubt that one bit. I just figured I'd give you a rest. Thank you. My throat's hurting. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, the 14th murder. Uh, so it was on June 30th. Dahmer traveled to Chicago. He encountered a 20-year-old named Matt Turner at a bus station. Dahmer offered Turner to travel to Milwaukee for a professional photo shoot. Uh, And at Dahmer's apartment, Dahmer drugged, strangled, and dismembered Turner and placed his head and internal organs in a separate plastic bag uh, in separate bags in the freezer. Turner was never reported missing. Uh, And I think we mentioned before that he he would target uh, African-American guys that were either in low-income housing or possibly had a criminal record, so they weren't necessarily missed too much once they came up missing. Yeah, he definitely targeted people that, like you said, would not 
you know, would not come up missing too easily. Right, which is a terrible tactic. Uh, what was that police officer a few years ago? It was targeting black women in, in uh, low-income housing. Dude, he got convicted of so, like, his YouTube video, like, he's just, you could watch, like, his sentencing, and he's just sitting there weeping like a fucking bitch. Oh, yeah, it was like, he was like an Asian guy or something, right? And yeah, he, like, put his head down and was, like, fucking crying. This shit was hilarious, oh, dude. dude. sobbing. Was, I loved it. It was, it. It was yeah, so it was, funny. It was nice. Well, that's so, what a lot of serial killers do, too. They'll target, like, black prostitutes because that's, like, according to, like, police and, I guess, social norms, that's, like, the lowest of the low totem pole. I mean, right. they're considered the less than dead because people aren't going to look for them. Right. So, Murder 15, Dahmer's really ramping up here. So, five days later, on July 5th, Dahmer lured 23-year-old Jeremiah Weinberger from a Chicago bar to his apartment on the promise of spending the weekend with him uh and i'm sure he also offered to take pictures and because if he's offering photo shoots he's obviously not picking up unattractive men to his standards no he wanted the most attractive men he could find according to his like you said his standards now this one um this is the one where he so he drugged (laughs) weinberger and then he injected boiling water into his skull twice what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck. Dude. Why? Fucking insane. Makes no fucking sense, dude. Yeah, so uh, so this sent him into a, a coma, uh, and he ended up dying two days later. Naturally. Uh, you know, uh, one of the stories that we've talked about covering is JP in the, that small county in Texas, but that was one of his plans. Like, he, uh, the idea of basically a shotgun wound to the stomach and then filling that wound with napalm, but that's basically what, creating like an exploding person. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll cover, we'll cover that one in the future. Uh, that might actually be an exclusive episode. Right. Oh, so they, um, so that was Weinberger and then murder number 16. He, uh, just 10 days later on July 15th. So, I mean, he's not taking breaks. Man, this is crazy. dude. No, he's this is what we would call like berserker mode. He's dude. just killing, killing, killing Ber- one after berserker. the other. Berserker. I mean, berserker. So berserker. You got to pronounce every R. Yeah, berserker. You got to say it like that because that's how serious Dahmer is at this point. He's just he's not taking any breaks, dude. He's it's it's impulse now. He has to do it. He has no choice but to do it. Right. So he even says that in his. Like, in his confession, he talks about how it just became an impulse. He couldn't control it anymore. He's like, I gotta fucking do this. This is the only way I could do it. This type of behavior in people. I mean, it's. it's, Yeah, I mean. It's definitely impulsive because it's so impulsive that it's not giving you time to. Well, I mean, even if you had time to, these guys lack empathy. So. Yeah, he has no empathy. He feels nothing. All All he's wanting to do is satisfy his own distorted sexual needs and he just wanted someone completely submissive and obviously he can't keep a dead body for fucking years right um actually i read a story actually about a guy who uh he either killed her or it was like his girlfriend or something that died and he kept the body and like embalmed it and like wrapped it in something and literally slept with it for like 10 years oh it's so fucked up yeah and then there's like a picture of him with it dude it's so fucking creepy dude, where can i find this picture i'll have to find it and send it to you dude but it's fucked fucking creepy let me see if i can find it right now and i'll send it to you yeah yeah so 10 days later on july 15th Dahmer met 24 year old oliver lacy at the corner of 27th and kilburn lacy agreed to Dahmer's ruse of posing nude for photographs and they went into his apartment where they had sex before Dahmer drugged lacy this time Dahmer wanted to spend some time with lacy while alive so after unsuccessfully attempting to render lacy unconscious with chloroform he called the chocolate factory to request a day's absence 
This was granted, although the next day he was suspended. So, yay, win-win. I Can't mean, keep calling out of work, dude. Well, no. I you got to go to your job. <laughs> Where the fuck are you? <laughs> so, Jeff, I hate to be that guy, but, like, this this, is, this keeps happening, man. I hate to be that guy, but what are you doing, dude? We're, dude? we're short as fuck. And people I need this missing? chocolate on the shelves, Jeff. <laughs> people are depressed. People need this chocolate. So many people are going missing. They need this chocolate, Jeff. I need you to come in. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he's just like, I'm a little... Preoccupied right now. I can't. Uh, I, can't I can't talk come about in. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he strangled Lacey, and after he had. Don't look in my locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, do not look in my locker. I'll come get the stuff. <laughs> I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll be right there. Just let me finish. Just let me get this thing out of the way in front of me, and I'll be right there. So, so he strangles Lacey, and then after, after he has sex with the corpse before dismembering him. So he placed Lacey's head and heart in the refrigerator, and his skeleton in the freezer. I don't know why he put the bones in the freezer. Do you think that does that make bones last longer? Freezing them like that? I mean, freezing th- most things makes them last longer. I can imagine. How do you have room in your freezer for an entire skeleton? Does he? Did he have a deep freezer? I mean, this dude's fridge and apartment is a fucking enigma to me, dude. He has so much storage space. <laughs> all these fucking bodies, man. All this room to move around. He's got fucking bodies here, bodies there. I mean, he's got this 57-gallon drum in there. He's fucking melting bodies down. I mean, dude, it's crazy. So you know, I wish I had that much room. Well, he probably has a deep freezer or two at this point. He has to, man. I don't know. Is forward thinking a thing this guy... Is, is is regularly practicing. I don't know, man, but I mean, this is his passion. You know, he's gonna do what he can do, what he has to do to keep uh, keep these bodies in his home. Right. Well, so he was suspended from his job. Well, uh, he's he's gone through this whole process with Lacey, and then four days later, on July nineteenth, he received word that he was fired. So, uh, Dahmer unemployed. Now, I think of this kind of like, um, kind of like when John Wayne Gacy was running around killing kids, you know, and then finally his wife got sick of him, you know, and left him, and then he was free to just fucking just murder everybody. Right. And that's kind of what I feel happens to Dahmer here because he doesn't have this, he doesn't have this job anymore to kind of hold him back, you know, he doesn't have to worry about like, well, I gotta fucking get up. Yeah. He's like, I, I gotta cut this body up before nine o'clock. I gotta fucking go to bed. I gotta get up early, man. This chocolate's not gonna fucking make itself. Yeah. Hey guys, Corey here, and I'm interrupting the show today to talk to you guys about Patreon.com. Now, if you go to patreoncom chronicles, you can become a patron and get the most out of the show. Patrons who pledge a dollar or more will receive early access to episodes as well as a shout out on the show. Patrons who pledge five dollars or more will receive early access, exclusive episodes, and a shout out on the show. Now, back to the episode. I got a bedtime. Yeah, no, not a problem anymore. Now he can fucking stay up all night, dude. He can cut them bodies up all night. And now maybe he won't get behind on this shit. Right. And he won't have bodies stacking up in there, you know? Fucking get it together, Dahmer. You're a professional. Right. So, we're on his 17th and final murder. Once Dahmer found out he was fired, he lured 25-year-old Joseph Braidhoff to his apartment. I think it's, yeah, Braidhoff. Now, this is the one I was trying to mention earlier that I was like, oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. But he he met these three guys and... He offered, he invited them all to his apartment and he gave them all, he gave two of them the wrong address and one of them the right address because he didn't want all three of them to show up because then he couldn't overpower him. Right. So Dahmer's got a little bit of brains to him. Well, 
I mean, when it comes to tricking and killing. No, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't. There's definitely a level of intelligence there. It's just it's not utilized in. in a no, I mean he's way. not. You know, so, this isn't that. It's not something you can put on your resume. Right. So just like the others, Braidhoft was strangled and left dying on Dahmer's bed, covered with a sheet for two days. Uh, why is he leaving them? I don't get why he's leaving them. Like just fucking. I don't know. Most people get paranoid when they leave their phone at home. You know what I mean? Can like, you imagine leaving a dead leaving body a, in there? Leaving dude? a body just bleeding out. Well, no, no, no. There's a sheet over it, so it's probably good, yeah? He's not going anywhere. No, he can't get up. There's a sheet over him. There's a sheet. I put paperweights on the sheet corners. And all the corners. Also, he's dead as fuck. So right. that well, he has a is going to keep him head, from... Most likely. So Yeah, so that's going to keep him from moving around too much. So on July 21st, Dahmer removed these sheets to find the head covered in maggots. So I, and he's probably like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, he got busy as fuck. Because you left the fucking dude. dead body on he the floor. He got busy like, as fuck. <laughs> So he decapitated the body, cleaned the head, and placed it in the refrigerator. He later acidified Braidhoff's torso along with those of two other victims killed with the previous month. Have you seen that movie, Into the Wild? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, with a... Oh, when he, like, wastes that entire moose? That's what I feel like Dahmer looked like. He's just, like, running around <laughs> the place trying to cut this body up and, like, Such a fucking rookie. swatting the flies away. It's just, like, a fucking mess. <laughs> You've got a guy He's like, all tired and like, covered dude, in blood. Get it together, bro. Just cut the head off and fuck it, dude. You don't even need the whole body. <laughs> dude, you're, dude you're, you're doing so much extra shit. Just take the head, man. What do you need the body for? The mouth is great. Right. So, yeah, that uh, that's that's 17 murders right there. 17, dude. Not as much as Gacy, but still, that's a fucking lot, dude. And in Gacy was in a house. This time, is an apartment. Man. Just back to back to back. Just there's 17 people. And in an apartment, too. That I mean, that... Well, it's not I feel like, like it's not a lot of street. He was... I mean, people were getting complaints. It's just the cops didn't do shit. Yeah, I know, but think about how... Like, think how close quarters an apartment is. Like, you got neighbors, you got upstairs, downstairs, hallways. Like, True. it's just... It's... It's bold to try to do it in a in a hallway. Now I guess this next one you could kind of consider Dahmer's uh, fuck up number three, the ultimate fuck up actually, because uh, on July twenty second, nineteen ninety one, Dahmer approached three men. Actually, dude, I keep fucking this one up. This is the one that I was just talking about where he off when he gives them the wrong address. Fuck, man, that's what I get for looking stuff up. I'm trying, dude. Fucking, I'm just I'm real busy, you know. I got bodies piling up. I'm just fucking busy. Yeah, just bodies piling up, man. I got a Laotian boy in the room. I'm just, I'm fucking busy, dude. I'm trying to make zombies over here. So, like I said, July 22nd, 1991, Dahmer approached three men with an offer of $100 to accompany him to his apartment to post for nude photos, drink beer, and simply keep him company. Like I said, he gave all of them an address. He only gave one of them the correct address. So the other dudes probably showed up and be like, oh, fuck, guys, there's no party. Nope. So the one who showed up was 32-year-old Tracy Edwards. When he went into Dahmer's apartment, he noted the stank-ass odor and several boxes of hydrochloric acid. No one needs boxes on boxes <laughs> of hydrochloric acid. Why do you have this stuff in bulk, dude? Did you get this shit at Sam's Club? Why do you have so much of it? It was on sale, man. <laughs> it was buy one, get one half off. What was I going to do, pass up a deal like that? You know how much hydrochloric acid I use constantly? I, already, I also got 47 packets of chewing gum. Just because it was on <laughs> and sale. And guess what? <laughs> I have 12 boxes of Soylex in the bathroom that you're not seeing. Maybe. I'm keeping Soylex in fucking business. Maybe he had a coupon for it. I mean, he had to do, because, I mean, I how, do you, like how much is hydrochloric acid? Where do you even buy it? I don't fucking Where do you know, buy dude. hydrochloric acid? Well, I, I don't think I've ever needed... To, I've never done anything that required hydrochloric acid. I'm not even 100% sure what it is. Nah, man. 
some type of acid. Apparently, he, Dahmer said he used it to clean bricks, so that was, I guess, believable. It's it's good for chimney sweeping. Maybe Dahmer doesn't soot strike out. me as a as get all that soot out. It's also good for putting on people's brains. Get all that soot out, you know. Yeah, it cleans out. It gets all the it pulls the tissue from the bone nicely. Yeah, you gotta. You got you gotta boil the bones. You gotta boil the bones. You gotta boil the bones in bleach. The bones. So, the bones. You gotta say it like that too. The bones. The bones. In my so, <laughs> so after some minor conversation, Edwards responded to Dahmer's request to turn his head and view his tropical fish. And when I was typing this up, I thought I just I pictured the fish being dead in the tank still, and he's just looking over. <laughs> These fucking dead fish floating in the tank. Wow, man, those are—they're pretty still, huh? They don't—they don't—they don't swim around really a lot. Oh, they're tropical. Fish. Yeah, no, they're tropical. They're, they don't yeah, know. they're different. They're used to the current. They just hang out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Dahmer, uh, Dahmer bamboozled the shit out of him and popped some handcuffs on him, uh, which is the first time we're seeing something like this, uh, restraint-wise. So. Edward asked, obviously, like, what's happening? What the fuck, dude? And Dahmer tried to, like, cuff his wrists together, but I guess fucked it up and couldn't get it because he's probably fucking shit-faced. And he's probably stumbling all over the place trying to cuff this dude. And so he told Edwards to follow him into the bedroom to pose for the pictures. And this dude is still like, yeah, sure, man, I'll fucking do it, I guess. He still went in there. Yeah, no. The cool fish, but yeah, let me, uh... Hold on, man. I'm really into these fish right now. <laughs> yeah, these fucking dead fish, dude. Okay, cool. <laughs> floating in the fucking tank. <laughs> Seems like so he, he went into the bedroom, um, and Edwards noted that there was nude male posters on the wall, and that a videotape of The Exorcist 3 was just playing on a loop, which it's creepy enough. Just The Exorcist being on in a dark-ass bedroom is creepy enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. I'm gonna look up those fish, but I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a bromance flick. Yeah, it's uh sitting around holding each other, getting scared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But so, it's, uh, it's already playing. It's like halfway through. It's like, dude, are you gonna rewind that? Like, yeah. Can you start it over the DVD? You got the thing? Just take the disc out real quick, pop back in, and start it over on its own. This... Yeah. Can you just rewind it real quick? <laughs> I've already seen this part. Go back a little more. Yeah, yeah, a little more. yeah. yeah. A little just, more. Okay, yeah. Perfect, right there. He's actually no, no, no. just he's yep. sitting there just getting, just huffing and puffing, just rewinding. Tomer's <laughs> like, God damn, oh. I should have just fucking turned it off before for, we got For here. some fuck. reason, now we're on the victim's time and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tomer's just like, well, fuck, I guess I'll get to it eventually. Dude, Hopefully, does this guy fucking... know that I have things to do? <laughs> At least I don't have to work tomorrow, I guess, you know? Fucking don't have a job anymore. That's true. I have nowhere to be. Yeah, is so the volume guess, you know, good? Just, is the volume? Should I turn I could it just, up? Should I turn? Is it, is uh, it loud? Just, or? just a little bit, a little more, a little more. Right, no, right. fuck. No, can you put it on an even number though? <laughs> put it on twenty-four. Oh, it's got to be an Perfect. even number, man. I've always been that way. Are, do you do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, like twenty. I keep mine on thirty. Well, okay, I say even, but I, I mean by five, so it's got to be either like twenty-five or thirty. It can't yeah. be. It can't, it can't be, be some like, like twenty-seven 26. bullshit, like. That's just twenty nine. Yeah, dude. It's, no, it's weird. It's a strange. How, thing. However, when I do set my alarms in the morning, they're always like odd numbers, like six thirty one or six, <laughs> I need that extra minute, dude. Six oh seven or some dumb. Stayed up all night chopping I, up bodies. I, I gotta get that extra minute. Yeah, I, no, I feel like mentally, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's gonna wake me up because it's such a stupid fucking number. Yeah. Edwards noted that there's a, a 57-gallon drum in the corner, which a terrible smell was coming from. What did he think was in it? Like, 
If I walked into someone's house and they have an outside drum inside, I don't know, man. And he's, it smells horrible. Dude, I'm not gonna think anything, but it's dead people. Dude, he's waltzed by so many red flags by now that he's just a fucking dumb dumb. So whatever. Yeah, it's like just the a, bones, it's just, the smell. It's just a smelly barrel. Where do I where do I pose, man? Maybe that's where he shits. I don't know. Maybe he shits in a barrel. Yeah, whatever. Let's take these pictures, dude. Whatever gets me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not leaving. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. Well, after the movie. I gotta. After the I gotta movie. drink something you poured. I gotta take my pants off. Like what the fuck? I gotta. I gotta wait for the credits to be done because it's weird if I get up before they're done and then I'm fucking out of here. I would assume that in the uh, in the history of booze, a rule of thumb has always been: don't drink random shit. No, yeah, that's like every when I was in the army and they do those, you know, those classes for about like people that go out and stuff. It said like treat your drink like it's a hundred dollar bill. You're not gonna leave it sitting on the on the thing. Yeah, dude, I'm a and, I'm a grown man. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna come on to me. Who knows? I mean, some dude might find or some woman might find that I'm. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer definitely wouldn't because um, if I remember right, you have a very hairy chest and he is not into that. No, shit. I do not look like a young boy. But no, I just I feel like even though. I don't feel threatened when I'm out in public. I still, I, I don't trust people. Like I'm not either. Either I'm my drinks in my hand, or it's it's empty, or I've set it down and I'm done with it. Like I, yeah, I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where I could possibly be drugged, even if they don't do anything to me. I don't want to fucking wake up all confused and shit about what happened. No, yeah, you're just gonna have to come up behind me and just knock me out. Like, that's the yeah, only way I'm going to sleep and you're taking me home. So anyways, this, this stinky drum. Stinky drum in the corner, um, which I would have just assumed be like, oh, he must have dead bodies in there. I need to get the fuck out. Maybe it's just a bunch of dead fish, like the ones in the tank. Who knows? Could be. He just doesn't know what to do with the dead fish, so he just throws them They're too big barrel. to flush. I don't know where to but take them. That's the thing. Them. Okay, there's a, there's a, I would assume that there's a very distinct smell or, or, or difference between... Uh, a rotten, fishy smell and rotten corpse. Dead person. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see how those are comparable. I'm, I think a dead body has a I'm, very distinct smell. I'm, I'm not a serial killer, nor am I a fisherman. So, uh, I can't answer either one. I just assume that one smells a whole lot worse than the other, or just just. But I've smelled fish different. I've smelled fish that are alive, and I've smelled people that are alive, and they smell different. They do. This is true. So I would assume that a dead fish and a dead person would smell different, and that's just my scientific guess. So while in the room, Dahmer he's doing a lot of stuff that he doesn't normally do in this kidnapping, I guess you could call it. So while in the room, Dahmer pulled out a knife and told Edwards he was going to take photos of him now. And at this point, Edwards is like, I'm not getting out of this unless I play along. So I'm just going to play along as much as I can, and then when an opportunity comes up, I'm going to try to get out. Which is, it's a pretty brave thing to do, because I mean, to go along with this ruse and this dude with a knife and a stinky house and all this so edwards agreed and started unbutton his shirt and he said he would he would do it if jeffrey took the handcuffs off and put the knife away and then i guess they laid down and Dahmer placed his head on edwards chest and listened to his heartbeat and then with the knife pressed into edwards told him that he intended to eat his heart imagine, now, imagine being told that <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're like, like what like, the fuck ever, dude? <laughs> dude, just just end it. I don't care what you do just, when you're done. Just fucking end it. Just make it quick, man. Just don't drill a hole in my fucking head, please. 
I can't imagine the thoughts going through this guy's head. I feel like he probably was, uh, realistically, I feel like he's probably like, this dude's fucking shit-faced. What is he talking about right now? Like, I don't think he would assume that he's, like, literally going to eat his heart. <laughs> I just see... Christian Dahmer's like, I'm... I would say, that, you know, like, again, all the red flags that he walked by... Uh, who's to say he wasn't naive? They're like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah, that was a good one. But you know, good one. But you know Dahmer's shit face, so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna... I'm gonna fucking eat your heart, right? Tonight. Right, so maybe this dude's like, dude, that's some <laughs> fucked up sex talk, but all right, man, I'll give, yeah, it, I'll give it a go. I am completely flaccid yeah, right dude. now. This is doing nothing yeah, for me. But, but but I'm also experimental, so let's let's give it <laughs> so a go. So I'm a little aroused. Yeah, I'm let's kind see of aroused this right goes. now. Um, but Edwards told Dahmer that he's his, I'm your friend, and I'm not going to run away. So he told Dahmer he needed to use the bathroom and asked if he could go, if they could go sit in the living room and drink since there was an air conditioner in there. And after they were in the living room for a little bit, Edward said he needed to use the bathroom again. And when he got up from the couch, he noticed Dahmer wasn't holding onto the handcuffs anymore, so he saw this as his opportunity to get away. He punched Dahmer in the face, knocking him off balance, and he ran out the front door. So at 11.30 p.m. July 22nd, Edwards flagged down two Milwaukee police officers and explained to them that a, quote, freak had handcuffed him and asked if the police could remove them. Now, I don't... I The way it looks, from what I read, is Edwards wasn't going to tell them anything about Dahmer. He just wanted the handcuffs off of him. He was going to go about his way or go his own way once he got the handcuffs off. But since the officer's key didn't fit, he had to go back to the apartment to get Dahmer's key. So Edwards agreed to go to take them to the apartment where he had spent the last five hours before he was able to escape. He probably just thought he was going to get date raped, you know? Right. I doubt he thought he was going to get murdered and get his heart eaten. Right. No, that is worst case scenario. But most people don't even realize that they could get date raped. So they're definitely not thinking about worst case scenario. You know, they're not thinking about what could be, you know, yeah, worst case scenario. So the officers and Edwards arrived at Dahmer's apartment, apartment 213, and... Dahmer invited all of them inside. He's like, yeah, come on in. I got some dead fish to look at. Movie's playing, man. I got some booze. So he invites them all in, and then he's like, yeah, I handcuffed Edwards. Um, And then didn't explain why he had done it, and I guess they didn't ask. Yeah, I did it jealous. Yeah, I did it, so what? And that's it. That's all he said. (laughs) (laughs) So Edwards told the officers at Dahmer, he's like, he had a fucking knife, a big-ass knife, and that it happened in the room. And then, again, Dahmer's like, "Mm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just not going to say anything about it. And then Dahmer told... His demeanor is so weird through this whole thing. Yeah, man, the whole time he's in here, he's just... He's just very like you'd have to be a fucking idiot to not think he's like, guilty. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. What, what do you want to look at, man? I'll show you in there. Yeah, oh, you want to look in the other room? Okay. No, don't look in the bathroom. There's dead bodies. There. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he just didn't. He just didn't give a shit. He felt untouchable, dude. He's been getting away with this for fucking how long? He killed his first victim when he was 18. Right. I mean, this is 91 now. This is, like, he's been getting away with it for a long time. He's very confident. Now, if I had a dead body in my house, the last thing I would want is a fucking officer in here. I wouldn't even want other people in here. Well, uh, yeah. No, I mean, any broken law, at, at any degree, you're not going to want authorities uh, anywhere near no, you. because so, I, yeah. I can this get in trouble. This guy's doing the ultimate fucking crime. It's like, god damn, dude. Literally ballsy, cannibalism. Dude. Just ballsy as shit. He is, man. So Dahmer told one of the officers, Rolf Mueller, that the key to the handcuffs was in his bedside dresser in the bedroom. As Mueller entered the room, Dahmer attempted to get past him to go get the key himself, but the other officer, Robert Routh, uh, told him to back off. 
Which, Dahmer, if you're gonna fucking tell him where the key is, maybe you should stand closest to the door and you can go fucking grab it. But from my uh, police training, I would say that when you go into someone's house, you keep them in. You don't let them go in a room because they could get a fucking gun or in Dahmer's case, a fucking chainsaw or whatever he's gonna grab. Um, you don't let them go in a room. And i assuming that's probably why he didn't let him go get the key. Right. So he, it's in everyone's best interest if you just stay the fuck put. Yeah, if you just don't fucking go anywhere near a room where you can have yeah. a concealed item that I don't want you to have. Yeah, absolutely. And Dahmer's room was littered with items that he was not supposed to have. So in the bedroom, Mueller did see there was a large knife beneath the bed. He also saw an open drawer, which contained tons and tons of Polaroid pictures, which many were of human bodies in various stages of dismemberment. And this part always makes me laugh because Mueller was looking at the photos and he started looking around, back at the photos, looking around, and then realized the photos were taken in that apartment. Dude, that's trippy as fuck, dude. So I just picture him like, wait. Dude, I lose that- my shit. It's like he's the, like, the wait, plot, this like is here, and it's in movie. the movie. Yeah, like it's fucking yeah. crazy. Like when you find out, wait, wait a it minute. wasn't him; it was the other guy. It's like holy shit. Yeah, he's just looking at the photos, like, okay, that lamp is there, that lamp is there, then the bed's Dude. there. Oh my god! <laughs> so he goes back into the living room where his partner is and says, "These are for real." We gotta get the fuck and out when, of here. Yeah, fuck this guy. Let's leave. <laughs> no, these are good. These were actually good cops for once. So when Dahmer saw that Mueller was holding several of his Polaroids, obviously he fought, tried to get away, uh, and then the officers quickly overpowered him, cuffed his hands behind the back, and called a second squad car for backup. And at this point, Mueller opened the refrigerator to reveal the freshly severed head of a, head of a black male on the bottom shelf, which you are not supposed to have for sure. No. They don't like that. And it, I mean, if you are, it, it, it at least needs to be in the crisper drawer. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you don't want it to get all fucking gross. You know, it's already a head. It's already kind of gross. Right. So as Dahmer was pinned on the floor beneath Routh, he turned his head towards the officers and muttered the words, quote, for what I did, I should be dead. And we couldn't agree more. So, Johnny, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us what was in Dahmer's apartment here? Uh, So, a more detailed search of the apartment conducted by the Criminal Investigation Bureau revealed a total of four severed heads in Dahmer's kitchen, a total of seven skulls, some painted, some bleached. Uh, They were found in Dahmer's bedroom and inside of a closet. Uh, There were two human hearts and a portion of an arm muscle, which wrapped inside plastic bags on the shelves. Um... In Dahmer's freezer, uh, investigators discovered an entire torso, uh, a bag of human organs and flesh stuck uh, to the ice at the bottom. So who knows how long that shit was in there. You gotta scrape that shit, dude. Yeah, you can't yeah. leave that shit in there. Two entire skeletons, a pair which would go for money. I mean, you could sell those to a lab for, or, or you know, they, they would, I mean, research or just even if a classroom, if a teacher wanted to order a full, full-size skeleton, I mean, those are, those are pricey. But you can't really go to Jeffrey Dahmer and be like, hey man, you got some skeletons. No, but I mean, Antique Roadshow comes through town, you know? I mean, you just... <laughs> you, you just buy them all You up. just bag up your bones and you fucking... You just go ahead. Bag up your bones. You bag take up your bones. Over. So, uh, yeah, so uh, he also had a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a, mon- a mummified scalp, and in the 57-gallon drum, drum roll, three further dismembered torsos, Dissolving in the acid solution, 
Uh, a total of 74 Polaroid pictures detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims were also found. And the chief medical examiner later stated it was more like dismantling someone's museum than an actual crime scene. Because that's what kind of what Dahmer wanted it to be. It was like his own museum. You know, like he had, you know, he wanted to set up this altar and shit like that. And he succeeded in that. I, I, it was a, it was definitely a, a shrine or exhibit of human anatomy. It was fucked up. That's a lot of that's a lot of shit, though, dude. An entire torso in the freezer. There's no way he had any real food in that freezer. Dude, I, you know that's a good question. What the fuck did he eat and where did he keep it? People. He kept them in the drum. <laughs> yeah, but he it, it wasn't a strict human diet. I mean, that was just to get oh, rid of some of them in the beginning. He ran out of trash bags, so he had to fucking eat it. I guess. Yeah. It's the only way to get rid of it at that point. Well, he ran out of so dumbers. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, fuck, I guess I'll just fucking scarf... I'll take one for the team and I'll just scarf it down, right, I guess. Right. So July 25th, 1991, Dahmer was charged with four counts of murder. And by August 22nd, he was charged with a further 11 murders uh, committed in the state of Wisconsin. On September 14th, investigators in Ohio having uncovered hundreds of bone fragments in the woodland behind the address in which Dahmer had confessed to killing his first victim, Stephen Hicks... Uh, they identified two molars and a vertebrae with x-ray records of Stephen Hicks. And three days later, Dahmer was charged by authorities in Ohio with the murder of him. Now, this is the part you were most excited about. Yeah. Um, was the sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah, dude. Everything works in circles. I think I think it came back and I think it ended the way it needed to. Or it, it ended appropriately, I guess. But... So on the morning of November 28, 1994, Dahmer left his cell to conduct his work detail. Uh, he had a job uh, he was attached to with uh, a couple other dudes. So accompanying, uh, accompanying him were two other inmates that would be Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The three inmates were left unsupervised in the showers of the prison gym for about 20 minutes. Uh, and around 8.10 a.m., Dahmer was discovered on the floor of the bathrooms of the gym suffering from extreme trauma to the head and facial wounds. Uh, he had been severely bludgeoned uh, above the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar. His head had also been repeatedly struck against the wall uh, in the assault. And it's ironic just because I think it was his first one or two kills. He used uh, he used a, the barbell. Yeah, the bench the bench bar, and uh, mm -hmm. that's that's what was used in uh, in this scenario. Donald was still alive and was rushed to a nearby hospital. He was pronounced dead one hour later. Anderson had also been beaten with the same bar and died two days later from the attack. Scarver, who was serving a life sentence for a murder committed in 19. 1990 informed authorities he had first attacked Dahmer with the metal bars. He, uh, Dahmer was cleaning his staff locker room before attacking Anderson as Anderson cleaned an inmate locker room. Now, Scarver, the murder he was in uh, prison for uh, initially was he was on, he, man, he was down in tough times. I think he was either, he was up for a promotion, didn't get it, he was replaced, or he was promised uh, an extension or a promotion in his, his job. But he basically finds his replacement and, and tries to rob him at gunpoint. Uh, the guy offers him 15 bucks, so out of rage, Scarver uh, shot him in the head, kills him. So Jesus. Right. I didn't read that part. Yeah, so, and before he, uh, before he killed both Anderson and Dahmer, he had already had an idea of what Dahmer had done, and he had already picked up 
how Dahmer had targeted black African-American men. So he had already had basically his reasoning for why he wanted to do what he was doing. I don't know if there were like more motives like beneath that or if, you know, there was, uh, whether it was uh, prison communication, whoever the fuck wanted it done. I mean, who, who wouldn't? It's fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. But, yeah, right. He definitely deserved to die. Right. So basically, yeah, when he got him alone, he questioned him about it, and then it ended with him slamming a barbell into Dahmer's dome. So according to Scarver, Dahmer did not yell or make any noise as he was attacked. Immediately after attacking both men, Scarver, who was thought to be schizophrenic, returned to his cell and informed a prison guard uh, that God told him to do it. Uh, Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer are dead is what he announced to the prison guard and scarver was adamant uh, he had not planned the attacks in advance although he uh, in advance rather although he later divulged to investigators he had concealed the iron bar used to kill both men in his clothing shortly before the killings because obviously they were cleaning a bathroom i believe but it was from the gym he's already in for murder why hide anything uh, well, first of all, he's on a work detail, which means that he's most likely a trustee or, you know, just a... Because not everyone's given a responsibility. Not not everyone's left unsupervised. And that was another theory that he had, because he believes that the, the prison guards intentionally left him alone so that he could carry this out. Right. Though that's never been proven, he just has this... It's just one of the beliefs that he has. So... Um, Scarver alleges that immediately before murdering Dahmer, he had uh, cornered him, presented a newspaper article detailing Dahmer's crimes, and demanded that Dahmer answer whether it was true. Scarver further alleged he had beaten, uh, he he had been revolted by Dahmer's crimes, and that Dahmer had been openly unrepentant, unrepentant for his crimes. Makes a, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Even that Dahmer taunted prison employees and fellow inmates by sh- uh, shaping his prison foods into imitations of severed limbs, uh, complete with ketchup to look like blood splattering, uh, and that prison staff, knowing of Scarver's hatred for Dahmer, had deliberately left the two men unsupervised so they could kill him. I don't know about the food thing. That doesn't really sound like Dahmer, in my opinion. Dahmer was a little bit more reclusive. I, I feel mean, like he wouldn't I, it, attract the attention if it wasn't already on him. It's prison. I think you've got to intentionally sell yourself as pretty fucked up so that you're less likely to be fucked with. I'm assuming. I've never been to yeah. prison. So. That makes sense, though. I mean, it is pretty rough to right. so, I mean, yeah, if I act like the weird guy, I mean, people are less likely to engage. But, again, that's uh, based on zero prison experience. So <laughs> Right. So Scarver stated that Dahmer was so disliked by fellow inmates that he required a personal escort of at least one guard whenever he was out, uh, whenever he was out of his cell to prevent inmates from attacking him. After everything, the Oxford apartments where Dahmer killed 12 of the victims was demolished, uh, and that was in 1992. Uh, for good reason. A lot of his stuff, a lot of his stuff was auctioned off too. I think uh, they raised like four hundred thousand dollars or something to buy all of his stuff, and they just like burned it and buried it in some random landfill, like undisclosed landfill in uh, Wisconsin. That's crazy. 
Yeah, I'm sure that, so that some of that memorabilia would go for some good change for sure. Definitely. There's uh, people out there who would buy it. I'd probably buy a piece of it. Not anything crazy, but I think it'd be cool to have something. Right. That sick-ass leather chair. Oh, dude. Uh, the office chair that I'm sitting in right now belongs to Eric Williams. Or did. No way. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You have a piece of uh, history there. Yeah, yeah. They were... Uh, but that yeah, sure. uh, that wraps up Dahmer. Three episodes. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Stuffed it in. I'm so glad we, we did. didn't have to do so, part four. That would have been... Stuffed it in like a 57-gallon drum. Mm. Or a big old freezer. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's either a hint of fish or dead people. Hmm. Probably fish. Probably fish. I wouldn't read too much into it. No. So yeah, man, Dahmer's done. Um, like we said at the beginning, we have the Patreon page now. You can go on there, uh, patreon.com slash the Mason Jar Chronicles and become a patron. Uh, we have a Facebook page now, the Mason Jar Chronicles, obviously. We have an Instagram now at the Mason Jar Chronicles. You can follow me on Instagram at how the dads chill. You can follow Johnny on there at Johnny2Jokes. Go leave us a review on iTunes to let us know what you guys like about the show, what you guys don't like about the show. And that's pretty much it. That's all the plugs we got, huh? Yeah, Patreon for sure, man. We would really appreciate it if you went and checked that shit out. Yeah, go give it a look. Get some, get the most out of the show. Yeah, even if it's like, just make make that the platform that you listen to us on. Yeah, because you can write, you can leave comments, you can like the episodes on there. It's a free app. And there's a community section too where you can, you know, talk, you know, send us stuff, talk to other people who listen to the show. Talk to us, man. Fucking talk. We don't want to just talk to each other all the goddamn time. We want to hear from you guys. Get on there, download the app. It's a free app. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to donate to listen to us on there. Just check it out, and if you're feeling generous uh or if we're doing some type of promotion uh you're there to jump in on it uh there you go dude fucking yeah man got, for sure we got the raffle coming up uh you guys can win a 100 percent free skate deck with our mason jar logo on it and we will have more details about that very very soon and that's gonna wrap it up for this episode later we'll catch you guys later